up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of 302 Birds. I'm Dalton. We got Zeppelin and Big Douchebag under me. We got Tommy Boy on the motherfucking mic next to us. And we got a very special guest who I would like to welcome. One of my personal favorite guests, Mr. Dean Seidman from the Code Green Show. How you doing tonight, Dean? What's going on, everybody? Happy to be here. I'm doing well. Hey, we're happy to have you back, brother. If you guys don't already check out the Code Green Show, we love Dean. We love his content. Uh, that's my guy. Anyway, uh, we're moving on to a little bit of an interesting announcement for you guys. Um, Declan will no longer be able to be on the show as often. So just a heads up for you guys. Um, I'll let him explain it to you. Explain it to you. Here we go. What's up, 302 Birds fans? A uh, little bit of an announcement to make. Uh, I have to step away for the show um, for the foreseeable future. Hopefully it's not that long, but we'll see. Um, but, you know, I'll be back to gloat when my guy, Danny Dimes, drops, oh, I don't know, 500 yards what? on the Eagles, 300 rushing yards, seven touchdowns. We'll see. We'll see what happens. How guys feeling? But uh, it's been a pleasure doing the show every week. I know these guys are going to keep growing it. It's going to be awesome. Strap in. Stay tuned. God bless. And go, go Birds! Giants. What the fuck? Hey, Declan, though, we do appreciate you for everything you've brought to the show thus far. Uh, if you guys don't already know, Declan has accepted a position with his school. He's going to be a little bit busy with that. This isn't the end yet, but he will still be coming back. But we do appreciate you and everything you've done for the show, Declan. We wanted to let you announce it to yourself. And uh, honestly, I mean, this is a pretty good time to get into our first topic of the night. And personally... My favorite topic of the night, gents. Uh, you guys know what it's time for. That time of the night. Time for Phillies Talk with Bob Pogtani. Dinger's ditch. Tommy. Undefeated with Uncle Rob. How we feeling about it? You're muted. Uncle Robbie. We love him. Oh, my. <laughs> There's no more Debbie Downers. There's no more Debbie Downers, Josh. You can, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, because guess what? I'm going to be the most joyous, most positive person. This guy has brought life. He's brought fun back to baseball. Uh, Phillies have won five straight. Eight, four of which under him. They're currently up 4 nothing against the Brewers. Um, they... This guy just exudes Philadelphia. He's your classic South Philly guy. He's going to put little Jimmy's on top of his ice cream. He's he's bringing his, the hash trucks to his grandkids. It's, and fuck you, he, Tom. That was mine. <laughs> well, fuck you. And he's a gut guy. Who in Philly honestly looks at analytics? Seriously. Everyone goes with, ah, it kind of feels right. I'm going to go do it, it type guy. That's what this guy is. I love him. Him. He's not a. He's not a jackass. Like Joe Girardi was like, "Oh, I can't use them. I used them two days ago. Oh, I got my head up my ass because of it." But this guy, no, he's got. He's he's got that gut instinct. He he he's like, no, this is my guy. This is what the situation calls for. This is who I gotta go with. And he just has brought life back to this team. Baseball's fun again in Philly under Rob Thompson, and it's not infuriating like it was under Joe, Joe Jackass Girardi, the disgrace to all Italians in America. 
Hey, I hear you. I mean, I'm not even Italian, but this motherfucker sucks. Uh, but this guy right here, Uncle fucking Rob. Undefeated Uncle fucking Rob. And last time I checked, Jack, what was the score of the Phillies game you said? You're muted. Say it again, Jack. You're good. I unmuted you. It was 2 nothing when I last checked, but now it's 4 nothing. Uh, Reese Hoskins hit a big dinger. Well, let's fucking go. That goes back to my fucking point, which the point is, undefeated Uncle Rob is the fucking man. The past five games, the Phillies have won, and if all goes well, it'll be the past six games. Leave this guy in. If it feels right, like Tom says, keep doing it. Philadelphia has always been a city of, eh, if it feels right, keep fucking doing it. So I love this guy. He is totally like Tom said. The, the grandfather or the uncle that buys you two sets of hash truck, one to play with, one because one's a collectible. I mean, look at this motherfucker. He is built for this city. So, I mean, if the team rallies behind him and they like him, keep fucking doing it. As a Delco term, as Tom once said, if it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it. Zepp and Doherty? This... He's done nothing. This isn't like he's doing like, okay, like a baseball coach doesn't actually do anything. This is just the oh shit, like they're firing people, so everybody's worried about their job now. So they're actually going to start showing up to work and like not working from the office. That's like the simile I'm going to go with. Like we're finally hitting shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean since Girardi's been fired, I mean yeah they've had a good season, but I mean. I think it's just the fact that they're rallying together now. They just fired their manager, and they're playing really well, really good baseball. Yeah. Uh, so I think that you know, I'm not. I don't think he's going to be the forever manager, but I'm excited what I'm seeing the past six days. This dude, the first time they like go on like a three game losing streak, everybody's going to be at this dude's house with pitchforks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, Are you such You're a Debbie Downer, Zep? Zep is undefeated. Shut the hell up. Zep I'm, ha I'm happy Tom's happy. I'm happy. If there's one thing that came about this, it's that Tom's finally happy, and that makes me happy. So I I'm happy with that decision. No, fuck Tom. Fuck you, Jack. Why don't you get a hat that fits your, your ginormous head? Hey, last, last but not least, gentlemen, Dean, how are you feeling about the new Phillies GM or whatever the fuck you want to call him. If it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it. I'm with you, my friend. <laughs> I love it. Do you watch a lot of Phillies baseball or not as much? So I would say back then, like, I don't know, my teen years, my early teen years, I was watching a lot with my grandfather, but when he passed away, not as much. So happy to see they're uh, at least turning a new leaf. I wasn't a fan of Girardi. I thought he was very stale. At times, but uh, that's the Phillies for you. That is the Phillies for you. That's accurate if I've ever heard it. Um, yeah, I mean, moving on to our next topic. Actually, Dean, this is going to be something you're very well versed in, so we'll let you take it first. Uh, but there was a lot of news this week and a lot of buzz about the rivalry with a benefit. Devontae Smith obviously hosted an event uh, with Michael Parsons. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and your experience with it? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I was actually blessed with media credentials for the entire event. It was a lot of fun. I believe it was in Allentown, Pennsylvania, about two hours from where I live in South Jersey. But uh, it was a really good event for Devontae. And I actually got to talk to Devontae pre-event and post-event and got to interview him and meet him. So um, his goal was to just give back to the community. 
he wanted to use this platform to give back and kind of do something that's fun for families, kids, and then, you know, get a couple familiar faces from the Eagles and then uh, some players in the NFL at large. A lot of Alabama guys were there and the event was a success. I mean, I really enjoyed uh, being there and uh, I got to meet more Eagles than just Avante. I got to meet um, Avante Maddox and Dallas Goddard and then uh, Rail Edmonds and uh, Pat Sertan. So that's I actually got to meet quite a few people. So I would say great event. Uh, he plans on having it in the future. So I highly suggest that you guys go or we could all go together or something. And I would love to get media credentials again because it was just like a first class experience. Uh, they treated me like a king for the day. And, uh, you know, not only do I love being the Eagles fan, but I love helping out a great cause. <clears throat> and what was it like seeing Jalen Hurts hit that knock off home run, Dean? That was electric. I mean, they didn't really show too much in between, but Hurts was pitching and he was giving up a lot of easy stuff. So for him to see, you know, to see him get the walk off was definitely like surreal to watch. And AJ Brown is by far the best Eagles fucking baseball softball player I've ever seen. So he's the man. No, he's a good guy. It definitely was an entertaining event. Uh, Jack and Josh, you guys have anything to say about this or anything about any of this? Good. Oh, this is Eagles playing baseball. This is like Salucci's wet dream. So, I can't <laughs> yo, oh, that's the quote of the year. That was good, Zeb. Jack. No, this is great. I love that the Eagles are giving back to the community. Um, it's a great cause. Yeah, we have competition during the season, but having these mainstream athletes here to support this event is huge. Um, and I think it's good that this guy is brand new in the league and already doing big things uh, in, in the uh, in the community. So it's awesome. Jado, Don, if I may add something. Yeah. So Micah Parsons, they didn't really post this on Twitter or any of the socials, but Micah Parsons was literally running his mouth the entire event. So to just see Micah get a little upset at the end, you know, it was really cool to see as Eagles fans. And <laughs> he, played, he was getting booed. He was getting told F himself, all this stuff. And AJ Brown just shut him down at the end. So, uh, AJ Brown obviously and Hurts shut him down at the end because Hurts was not only dishing it to him from the pitching mound, but he was hitting too. So. It was really good to silence the Cowboy, for sure. Even though Mike is a great player, respect, you know, credit where it's due. So. And I guess we should probably kick it to our Phillies expert now. I mean, softball, is it soft to you? Oh, softball's amazing. Are you kidding me? Like, what What do you think I watch post-beach? Post-beach before the Phillies come on on, like, a Saturday? I'm watching the College World Series for softball. Softball's awesome. Um, I love, love softball oh um but from what i saw like i saw like a bunch of people posting including like from our boy like kj hey that we met like i he was posting a lot i saw i mean it looked like dallas goddard had himself a day at the dish um you might be able to tell us better about that team but it it looked like from what i saw from what everybody was posting it looked, it looked like it was a ton of fun the event it looked like people were kind of getting in, like pretty into it too. Like, like it's it's an exhibition softball game. It looked like people were like, like this is game seven of it. Like it, it it looked kind of fun to at least be at. At but give you like a pecking order as far as like the best uh, players that were there and hitting. It'd probably be AJ Brown number one. Unfortunately, Michael Parsons number two. Then uh, Dallas Goddard, then Devontae Smith, because those were the four finalists for the home run derby. Not only was that super competitive, but it was a lot of fun. So it was really cool how they kicked it off with the Hammer and Derby and then they went to the uh, 
Dutch, you're muted. <clears throat> yeah, that's all we really got for this topic. Thank you, Tommy. Uh, but thank you to Dean for coming on the show. I mean, we're keeping you here on the whole show, but Dean was actually at the event, which I thought was pretty cool, and I definitely wanted to get his opinion. It sounds like it was a pretty cool event. Definitely going to try to go to next year if we can, and uh, shout-out to Dean for showing up and uh, giving us his feedback. But we'll move on to this next topic. I'm just going to remove myself for this because I don't watch a lot of Flyers. Dean, if you want me to do the same thing, just put your hand up, and I got you because I don't watch a ton of – okay, I got you, bro. Tom, Jack, Josh, I'll let you three take this, but the Flyers' new head coach on the horizon. Take it away, gentlemen. So here's the deal. We could hire Barry Trotz, and we'll probably have, like, two or three good seasons. But with hockey, like, it really doesn't matter. You're firing the coach after five seasons, like, whether they produce or not. And also, the Flyers are going to be straight booty buns until Comcast sells the team. So this is all like a mute point in a perfect world. I'd say you hire trots and everything is solved at least for three to five years, but that's just not happening, especially like just with the management. It's ridiculous. Tommy, what do you got? So I hate Tortorella. I hate him from when he was with the uh, Rangers. I think he's just a giant asshole personally. So I don't want him. Um, that being said, me, myself, I know I'm an asshole, so I wouldn't mind, uh, someone with a similar personality. Um, but I personally, I think if like, I'm just, this would be assuming we had a decent roster, which we don't, um, I would want Barry Trotz at, as my number one choice, Cassidy at two, and then Tortorella at three. The um, Cassidy, Cassidy, I thought was really good for the Bruins. I think the Bruins are in the sim uh, similar situation as us where they have like incompetent uh, management higher up rather than their coach. Um, but that that's just what I think. think but I'm going to reiterate what Josh said. Comcast, please, for the love of God, sell this team. You have no passion. This team has always been a family type environment and you want to bring a corporate environment to it where it's all about profits and not necessarily about a good product on the ice. Nice. Bring back the family uh, culture. Bring back a winning mentality. Bring back the family. Bring back the goodness. Bring back the Italian. Bring back the family. Bring back the bread. You go to one of these, it's Delco Central when you go to a Flyers game. And when they're good, no place is rocking harder than Wells Fargo. Oh, it's, it's the greatest atmosphere on the planet. Tom, Tom, Pittsburgh Penguins fan gets in your face, smacks your fucking beer down. What's happening? At, oh, at, he's going at down. Fucking Wells Fargo. He's got, uh, give me, give me your pose. Give me your pose. Square up, real quick. It's on right now. Give me it now. Go. That's it. That's fucking it. What the fuck was that, Tom? You gotta be like this. You gotta be like fucking. Wow! Holy shit! What do you want out of me? I want you to be ready. I don't want you to get your ass kicked by a pitcher. Go now. Ready? I mean, we've we experienced it. Tom has got ran over by me multiple times. So. uh I don't know if the hot time is going to be worth fighting. Oh, my God, Gordon. Shut the fuck up. Get a hot that bets. 
feel yeah. like so, so she's breaking out like a Seinfeld skit or stand up before like he fights. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Come on. Hey. <laughs> All right, guys. guys where are had... you? Are you guys like in like like I feel Blair like Witch in, like, Project? Go ahead, say he's like like where Blair you Witch have? Project. Oh, yeah. Type, yes! type, like, scary scary like horror movie shit like where they are you right now not. jack and i moved in together they're living in Epstein's house. congratulations we won't say our legit address but we are on time that's our say. other roommate <laughs> me. is that Aaron? Yeah. yeah so this is our first live he show. can come in if he wants to talk about this topic no, he's not coming in at all why? He would know about this. He he would actually give a good take on this. Yeah, but he's an idiot. It's time for Tobias to go. Tom, I mean, you seem passionate about it. Why don't you go ahead first? I think it's time for him to go because he's at his highest trade value. He's only got one year left on his contract. So it's not going it, to – like last year, it was tough because he had two years left on his contract. I think he's good, but I but it's one of those things where it's like, yes, he's a good player, but we need someone who's better to get us over that hump so i think it's he's one of those guys that's gonna have to be another like tr- like fallen soldier of the process like i that that's pretty much it like he's i i think he's he's your one he's your most valuable piece right now you trade him you trade thibel together and you get like a really good piece for the two of them Bible is completely unplayable in the playoffs. That's why we don't let him talk. Did you just take my laptop? Um, did you just take my TV? He did take your TV. Oh, that's fucked. Uh, yes, I think it's time for him to go. Um, he's the last part of the, of the um, process, and we didn't really see much out of him until the playoffs, and oh. maybe he had one good game. Uh, and I think we, right, like Tommy said. He's at his greatest trade value right now. Get rid of Thibault and him and get somebody else. What? This is classic Philly right here. Like, just bitching about the issues and, like, having no, like, who are you going to trade him for? You guys are giving up no solutions here. Without him, we've had a better chance if we still had Jimmy. With Jimmy Butler? Yes. Yes. Yes, that's true. That's well documented. We should have kept Butler. And traded Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons, but that was 2018. That that ship has sailed. We gotta keep Tobias Harris because we're not. The Sixers have the same issue every year. We have no bench, and we need like that three and D guy. And trading Tobias Harris isn't gonna help us in that situation at all. Yeah, but at the same time, what has he done? What ha- what good has he done? He's played great. He played well in the playoffs for maybe two or three games. Yeah, but he played great. That's not great. That's not fucking great. Yeah, it's not good at all. Listen, we're not getting a super team, and you need a super team to win. So no, you don't. Yeah, you do. Do the Celtics have a yes, super you do. team? No, they're not going to win. Whatever, dude. You're fucking dumb. At the end of the day, what I'm saying, yeah, trade him. I'm with Jack. It's time for him to go. Seventeen. If you would have told me at the beginning of this year, Tobias Harris put up seventeen point two fucking points per game, I'd be like, yo, what are you smoking? Like, like, let me know. Anyway, the point is, I'm like. What the fuck? 17.2 points per game. 3.5 assists is pretty weak. I'm not going to lie. But 17.2 points per game, trade him. Trade Thibault as much as I hate to say it. There's a fucking mural of him in the city, but get rid of him. Get the most value that you can out of these guys. Flip it. 
and try to do something with Embiid and Harden while you can. That's my opinion. Anybody else got anything to say or are we moving on? I just don't think we should just trade like a, a good starter just to get depth. Like that seems like kind of bass backwards to me. In the playoffs, dude, we went, went through what seven players? We had a yeah, we had seven player. fucking players. Bring Curry start. back, bring Drummond back. I'm with I agree with that. We need to bring Curry back. Ace. And Drummond and Drummond. I don't I don't get the heart on this city has for Drummond. He was kind of like he was what the f- Jack? Do you want to let him know? I still Drummond think I still think Dwight Howard was better. He's fucking washed, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? He is, yeah, man. What, did he, what did he what do? What did he do? Get you a free fucking Frosty? What did he do with the Lakers? What did he do with the Lakers? Nobody Sweet. did anything with the Lakers. Exactly. He had a ring. No, I don't want Drummond. I don't want it. I know. We need what to go on our Paul Reed victory tour. I don't care what Doc Rivers has to say. I want the Paul Reed victory tour. Get rid of Drummond. Get rid of uh, Jordan. Get rid of all of them. I want the Paul Reed victory tour. Paul Reed will be an all-star this year. That's how confident I am. I want Paul Reed. Tommy, it's time for my favorite part of the show. The Philadelphia Stars and my gay, my guy, Cook is cooking. He's cooking us into the fucking playoffs, baby. This motherfucker can ball, and he's coming for the third overall pick. Brian Scott's fucking job. I mean, the dude dropped like, I think, 400 yards last week and five total touchdowns. This guy is really freaking good. Case Cookus, I like the kid a lot. Um, And he's balling. Like, he went to the Giants. He's played for the Vikings, uh, the Broncos, the Raiders, I believe. And then he played in the Edmonton Elks, which I believe is the Canadian Football Rugby League. So he's been around of all kind of sports. And I like that he's coming to the Philadelphia Stars with kind of a chip on his shoulder. And I really think that he's going to come take this guy's job. They're in the playoffs. They got momentum. Good things are going to happen. Do not sleep on the Philadelphia Stars out of the eight teams in the USFL to win the championship. I mean, that's all I really got to say about this. Anybody else got anything? Oh, yeah. No, I'm sleeping on them because I, I, I feel like the joke the joke is over. Like, ha, 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 this league is still going on. Very funny. Like, I don't think anybody's watching this. Do they get views? Do they get do they get clickies? He has Justin Herbert. Yeah, he does. Well, that form. He right looks there. like him. He plays like him. This dude's a fucking stud. I like I like to have it on like how I like to have college football on. Like it's nice, it's like a Saturday thing to have on in the background as you're doing shit. Yeah, but during college football, it's cold outside, so I don't want to go outside. It's like nice time. Like I'm not gonna waste my time watching like these vagabonds. No, this is like something like I'm cleaning out my basement. That's why the only reason why like it's on. Like as soon as as soon as I'm ready to go outside and do something, like I turn it right off. Okay, I mean that makes sense. I'm 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 not watching the stars. I don't care if we win every championship for the next twenty years. I'm not watching them. Can can we have a parade down Broad Street if we win at least? We like, will. For fun. Fuck oh. yeah, we will. And the all you motherfuckers were actual like you were a real fan when I'm the realest motherfucking fan of them all. Foss, Foss, we were not. I have nothing, Phillies. The Rob Thompson. You guys have nothing to say. It's a fake sport. It's not. It's still football. It's still a championship. It's still a reason to celebrate. Wake the fuck up. Come on. 
this is a reason to get like something over <laughs> Dallas. Like they're Let's like, go. Oh, you got the stars on your helmet. You're copying us. Shut the fuck up. No, we're not. The star, you invented the star. Oh, I'll go to Jesus Christ. Hey, Dallas invented the star in 1960. Please don't let them get us with that. I don't know. I think everybody should be more excited with this because it's more of a reason to celebrate. It's football in the spring. It's a violent sport. It's entertaining. And this motherfucker's coming. I like it. I don't like the team. I'm not going to lie. I really wanted to chose this color. It's like if we took the Redskins and the Cowboys and they had fucking sex and then we just blended them into a team. It's like, oh, let's give them the Redskins colors with the Dallas logos. Philadelphia will easily hate that. Fuck y'all. I mean, this is awful, but the team's good. So, hey. It looks like when you get a Big Mac from McDonald's and like you drop the plate at like the drive through and the ketchup and mustard get mixed up. It's <laughs> ugly. It's just so ugly. And Grimace looks like he's, you know, done a couple ugly, lines like or Jack. something. Is that our real mascot? That's yes. our real mascot, What's buddy. His That's name? Blob. Blob. His, his name's not Blob. I swear to God, it's Blob. It's that bad. It should have been Cosmo because they're the stars, but dumbass motherfuckers pick Blob. Why is our mascot not a star? I don't fucking know because this city can't fucking get it right. Are the Dallas Stars mascot? Is it a star? No. You're a fucking idiot. You're dumb. Next. It, next. It's not nah, a, next. It's not a parasite. Nah, next. Next. All right, Jack. You can take this first. Nakobe Dean, time for him to call the plays this year. Young Buck, let him take it. Get the use to it. I mean, so when he was at Georgia, yeah, he was play calling all the time. But I think that's a big role for somebody like him to fill. Um, I mean, I feel like we have other uh, weapons that – should take that role, play calling. Um, it's a lot to put on his back to give him that green dot. Um, so I'm not saying the first series in the league do that because I don't think there's any there's been any rookie um, that has had the green dot or whatever play calling first year out first year out of college. Uh, so I think give him time, let him develop in this and this fucked up defense because Dan doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. But then next year, if he plays well this year. Give him the green dot and then have him call the plays. That's what I think. Zeppi? Um, I think this is actually makes sense. We drafted this dude, not that high, but he kind of fell. And this is an easy defense to get the calls in because there's not that many. You're not making that many secondary calls, right? Your safeties are dropping. Your cornerbacks are kind of just chilling in their zone. Like it's not like there's a lot of pressures or blitzes that he's dialing up. So I don't think it'll be that hard. And it's not like he's making like any decisions. He's really just telling you what the coach is saying verbatim. So the big thing, is, like if Rodney McLeod was still out there, like he would be the leader, but it's normally a linebacker. And if you don't have a linebacker, you trust the coach normally pick a safety, which was McLeod. So this I'm cool with this. This makes sense. It's not a hard defense to pick up. But you don't think it's a lot to give a rookie. Nah, this dude, this dude's a, this, this guy's a winner. If he can't handle it, he doesn't deserve to be where everybody thinks he is anyway, in my opinion. Okay. I agree with that. Give him the keys to the defense. Let him call it. Let him fucking say what's up. See what he can do. If he if he can't run it by the end of the year, like Zepp said, it's time to just get rid of him. You know, he's not going to be that guy. I think that he will be, honestly. I really think. And I want him to learn young so he can make his mistakes now. And in year two, year three, he's a pro baller. He's a bad motherfucker. He's ready. He's good to go. So personally, oh, did you just say get rid of him if he can't 
call the plays? If he can't by the end of year one, I'm kind of with Zeph. If he can't call the plays by the end of year one, what is he really? Because I think he's the most NFL ready linebacker. So I would personally. Well, I don't mean get rated like that. I just mean like maybe don't don't let him call the plays if he can't call the plays. I do. I mean, if he can't call the plays after one year. What if he's like a stud linebacker who just like is messing up defensive calls? You got 17 games. That's a lot of fucking games. And you're the most NFL-ready linebacker with Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, fucking Darius Slay, James Bradbury. There's not a lot of room for error. And I might be Hassan Reddick. I can go on and on. I might be a dickhead for that. I'm sorry. And I might be hard on him. But I'm going to be hard on him because I care about him. Will the Eagles cut him after one year? No. Look at what they did with Jalen Reger. Um, but that's what I would do if I was coach, but that's two different people. But Don, Don, how long have you been at your job? Internship included. My, my job, like since I was 11. So that's 12 years. How many times you messed up this week? Like twice. Yeah. So shut the fuck up. But Josh, the thing is I'm not messing up 16 weeks out of 16 weeks. I'm messing up one or two weeks out of 16 weeks. If you he mess has up a couple once games, a week, you mess up once a week. But I don't mess up a week to give up a fucking whole game like fucking Jalen Rager does twice in one week. So it's a big oh, difference. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. We're talking about Dean not being able to call play. No, Jalen Rager deserves to It's not one be player. Play. All anyway. right. We got off on a tangent there. My bad. My bad. Did Tom take it yet? No, I haven't. I was gonna I say, think, Tommy. I'll, I'll I'll try to keep it brief. I I like this guy. I saw what he did in Georgia. I'm with Josh. He seems like a very smart guy. You need somebody smart who's gonna be calling the plays, and and he he literally would set whole defenses at Georgia. I I personally would be perfectly fine giving him him the keys to the castle, keys to the car, whatever metaphor you guys pick and decide on that you want. Um. By all means, I think, I think he's good for it. it. And if he's and if he's not, so be it. I was wrong, but it. I I'm perfectly fine with Sirianni giving him the keys. I I probably would make the same decision too. So this is the last thing. So coming from college to the NFL, it's a completely different play style. So I don't think he's quite ready to run a NFL style defense quite yet his first year being drafted also jack you have to think about this though in the nfl you're not calling really your own number yeah he's calling up play but he's really getting it from the sideline just like the quarterback true 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 so that's another reason why he's good at reading an offense and being like they're gonna run this way he's a big film guy and he he can read an offense and be like, dude, move your ass over five inches. Move your ass over to the left two inches. Is go out wide and run down with this guy. Get a head start over there because that's where the running back's running. I want you to go cover him. Like, he's good at that stuff. He's good at figuring that out. That's why I'm okay with it. Okay. Anyway, moving on to our second to last topic of the night, the main event. <clears throat> Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni has said that he's seen a quote-unquote big difference in this guy. Oh, I've seen something big from him. Okay, that's gay. 
Right month. Anyway, Tom, what are you thinking about this? this big I was difference. talking about his arm. He's been throwing bombs at, at these OTAs so far. You can get your mind out of the gutter. Here, go pray some like Hail Marys. So go cleanse yourself of those sins, Josh. Um, But, yeah. I guess you're, like he's looked good from... Just a high, like, I, I'm not sitting at my computer watching OTAs live or anything. And, like, I, I just watch the highlights, like, in the morning and all that. But, like, hey, seems like he's going to be good. It seems like, hey, from what everything they've been telling me, it seems like everything's going according to plan. They're, they've been doing good. Everyone's had a positive response from all the writers, fans, everyone. So, like, I don't see why this year wouldn't seem better if everyone in the and their mother saying he's improved it's only it's, it's what we were all hoping for i'm not sure why josh has to hate on him but uh yeah seems like he's he's going to do better as long as jalen rager and jj arcega whiteside don't touch the field he'll be fine that's all i got Jack and Josh? I mean, but what do you want Sirianni to be like? No, actually, he's like really fumbling the bag right now. Like, he's really like sucking. And then, like, all of Philly would be on fire in a panic. Of course, he's going to say this. We heard about Josh, Carson. move a little bit closer to Jack. Hug him a little bit. I don't want to smell. Oh, that's nice. I know he's a little smelly. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, God, he touched him when you shower. Who that. cares? Until we until week one, like I don't care what anybody says. Can we shut Josh up. Like I, I was in a very good mood coming into this, and now my mood's only coming down having to listen to Josh. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. Like, yeah, we can say all this same shit about oh, he's improved. Until the fans see it, we'll really see that he's changed. Yes, he changed his throwing style. Allegedly. Allegedly, right. But the fact is. We don't. We don't know. We're going to the motherfucking Super Bowl. We don't know 100 percent if it's accurate. Like he could do really well in the OTAs, but then come week one for preseason, he fucks it up. He's done. So until I see it in play where he has pressure coming at him, I will know for a fact that he has changed drastically from last season. You know who had a really good preseason and training camp last year? Jalen Rager. In 2017, you know who had a really, really bad training camp? Patrick Robinson. Mm. X Factor on that Super Bowl defense. So I don't care until we see it live. I mean, it's better than him being bad in training camp. You don't talk about Miles Sanders being good in training camp. You don't talk about Lane Johnson being good in training camp. You don't talk about... Jason Peters being good in training camp, Zach Ertz. I mean, I could go on and on, but this isn't a how can you list contest. This is a Jalen Hurts is doing all the right things. So maybe give the guy a attaboy, pat on the back when he's doing good, not a I don't believe it when I'll see it. Hey, it's better than him doing bad. That's all I got to say. I mean, I'm with you guys. I'm skeptical because we've been betrayed. I hear you. But it's better than him being a shitty performer, in my opinion. And he's throwing the ball. He's working on his game. He's spending time with Tom Brady. He's doing his own thing. And thank you, Doug. I got a lot of respect for it. So I feel better now. 
You're welcome, Tom. I mean, these guys can hate all they want, but he's doing everything right. And shout out to shout out to the guy on the right. The guy with the pink highlighter on his face that Zepp hates, Nick Sirianni. Because he is doing all the right things as a coach as well. Pushing we all the right buttons. More? Huh? Can we get him to wear more highlighters? I think, I think so. I think we should give him like three. Because I think it would piss off Josh more, and it would only make me feel better to piss off Josh once Jalen Hurts really proves Josh wrong yet again. Yeah. If we're winning, he can wear as many highlighters as he wants. Yo, guys, random question. What do you think about Nick Sirianni not calling the offense this year? Ooh, great question. Good. It worked the second half of the season. and a major turnaround. But do you think that we'll see improvement from last year's offense to this? No, I, I, I think so. I think so. I don't think so. Um, I think, I think Nick well, Sirianni will still have a big piece. The run. As we said like in previous episodes, Jalen Hurts would change the play call once Nick Sirianni gave him the call. So we see how that went. It didn't really go that well. So the fact that that getting off his plate this season, I think we're gonna have a decent offense this season. One last thing to worry I, about. I think if they stay one dimensional like they kind of were with the run, you're gonna see more games like how that playoff game against the Bucks turned out. Like I hope Jalen like they can start throwing the ball more with Jalen Hurts and with with apparently his new and improved fun uh mechanics, which Josh Allen had a horrible first two years as a passer, but then he fixed his mechanics and became a god of a quarterback. So if he can, he's got the he's got all the right mentals. If he can just figure out how to how to plant and throw, then yes, the Hertz train will be coming, like Joe Joe Ennis is saying. Dutch, you're muted. Hertz is going to be a fucking god. I'm calling it now. That guy's a star. I, I think you're right. And you know what my favorite ice cream fucking flavor is, Tom? What's that? Do you know? I think. Does anybody in here know? My girlfriend knows. Sherbert? Does anybody know me in here that well? Jack, Jack, Jack would be the only person I would bet that might know my favorite ice cream flavor by heart. Do you, Jack? Sure. It's a type of berry is your hint. No, I think it's black raspberry. Yeah, he motherfucker nailed it right there. Motherfucker you are an old it. man. He's that, that is. Fuck y'all motherfuckers. If you go to Carousel Ice Cream in Ocean City, New Jersey, I and I respect place. these motherfuckers because, hey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be cursing right now. Um, I would turn my Michael webcam, but I'll that. fuck it up. But I got a crucifix in my room. But I went to Catholic school my whole life. And one thing we did when my family was younger is we auctioned off our beach house to the nuns. We didn't even auction it. We just gave it to them for free. We're like, hey, go down for a weekend. It was at the auction. My dad got drunk probably. Point is, let the nuns go down. They go to the fucking ice cream parlor, carousel. They're like, oh, we'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do this. There's like 13 of these nuns. And I'm um, trying not to curse as I'm saying nuns. And the guy goes, oh, you guys are nuns? You guys are Catholic nuns? It's on the house. Have a good night. And I've always had respect for them. Always been my favorite. I get black raspberry on a pretzel cone. Weirdest fucking flavor ever. But always got respect for Carousel in Ocean City, New Jersey. My favorite ice cream parlor of all time. Shout out to y'all motherfuckers. Zep, Dordan, what are your favorites? 
Cookies and cream. I love Oreos. I could eat Oreos all day, every day. Cookies and cream. It gets a little melty. Then you get the little the little cookie cookie smudge in there with like the ice cream around it. Oh, my God. It's so good. Definitely that one. Uh, I would say because Delaware Beach is a lot better than Jersey Beaches. Um, the best place to get ice cream is Corbro's. And the best ice cream to get there is the Corbro's started at, at the Jersey Shore. Just FYI. <laughs> anyway, that's not the point. The uh, orange orange creamsicle, the orange twist with the vanilla. That point. came from Jersey. That was made in the Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore's ass. I've learned from my friends that Jersey Shore sucks major dick. Stand by a jack. So, yeah. But you chose a Jersey Shore ice cream as the best ice cream. Got it. Hey! Right. There it is. Don't well, think you know about, what? Don't no, think about too hard. You know, I'm changing my I'm changing my my thing. Um, okay, I'm a big ahead. fan of Friendlies, um, which is in <laughs> Delaware. And my favorite thing to get is the Kit Kat Frenzy. That shit is banging. This segment really went off the rails. Well, Jersey Shore. I think I think I lost brain cells from listening to Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you're a dumbass. What are you thinking, uh, TJ? Favorite flavor? I think I I'm gonna have to go with uh I really like Aunt Betty's in Ocean City because the Jersey Shore is better. That's cat. Just, they have this one flavor. It's called. It's like I forget like what the flavor is called, but it's like chocolate ice cream with chocolate fudge, and it's got brownie bits in it, and they like freshly make the brownies like every day with it and it's like so good oh my god bro That's... why do we do this segment after dinner i'm low-key like one ice cream i know i'm like hungry yeah, now I'm, i really want dessert too i mean that's the summertime for you. Can I ask you guys a different question real quick before we wrap up? Because, I mean, this has been our quickest, most concise, tight and fucking right podcast we've ever had. But uh, we were all I mean, over the I'll, place, too. I'll ask these two this. Yeah, we were all over the place. It was good, though. But anyway, mm-hmm. what's your favorite, like, boardwalk snack, though? Like, at the Jersey Shore. Fuck you, Jack. At the Jersey Shore. Dude, Chicky and Pete's crab fries count because they are. Thank you, motherfucker. Count, bro. Yes, that counts. Shut the fuck up. That counts. We just add that to the boardwalk about probably what six, seven years ago. It fucking counts. At this point, integrate it. Nope, it's Thrasher's fries with the vinegar on the on the fries. Oh my god, Delaware staple. By the way, I just like my Chicky and Pete's fries. I don't care what state it comes from. Josh, I'm with you. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Second favorite, though, is Funnel Cake. It doesn't really matter where. Oh, wait. Cake. I'm sorry. No, I'm changing mine. This is kind of a carnival ride, too. Fried Oreos, dude. It's definitely. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh. If I'm in Wildwood, though, Wildwood, a bunch of places have fried cannolis. Oh, my. Ever have a fried cannoli? Like, that's even better than a normal cannoli. Just to prove to everybody you're Italian, we got to get the cannoli in there. No, it was, like, really, really, really oh, good. Yeah, they're good. They're good. I've had them before. They're like, great. They're soft. And like, I, like I don't know how to describe them. Like it's not as crunchy as like a fried pasta, Dutch fried it's pizza. Really good. It's almost like a Twinkie. It, d- it doesn't even taste like like ah, so you like Twinkie mm. filling. It's holy mm. filling. It's so like it's an improved Twinkie. You like Twinkies? Mm. Big Philly's got uh, big Twinkies got. Huh? Mm. 
What's wrong with Twinkies? Mm. I also like Tasty Cake. Okay, fine. I like cream-filled uh, crumpets, too. Mm. What's wrong with that? Yeah, you're feeling all that cream, aren't you, Tommy? <laughs> My God. You motherfuckers are crazy. Y'all know that? I mean, guys, that's really all we got for you tonight. It was a pretty quick, concise podcast. As I told you guys, tight, right? We got our awesome new producer. I want to bring him on the show real quick. Everybody give a quick round of applause for our new producer, Mr. Tom. We appreciate you, brother, for going backstage, handling all that, doing a great job. But yeah, the show's tight. It's right. And as you see, even down in Tennessee, my guy still knows what's up with Wawa. He gets Always. Three years, I got Wawa's down here. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, brother. Well, thank you, Tom. We appreciate you. And guys, that's pretty much all we got for y'all tonight. I mean, if you guys have anything else you want us to do in the comments, let me know. If you want me to do one of your all-time teams on TikTok, let me know. Uh yeah. I mean, Jack, Josh, anything you guys want to say before we wrap up, Tom? Nah. Good birds. Jack Josh. My bad. Welcome to our new humble abode. Um, Did you just touch his dick? I know. You guys are making jokes about me. Like, what What was that? You were uh, reaching over there a little close there, Jack. A little, um, little clicky-ticky. Um, shut the fuck up. Nah, this this is Jack's bedroom. Jack, what's the name of his bedroom? Ah, you're, you're sharing a bedroom ski lodge. Ski lodge. The ski lodge. Yeah. Um, no, we're going to have some fun times here. Hopefully, we can all get the group here and go live from our basement once we get the... Uh, Yes, sir. There. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, that's all, baby. Everybody have a good motherfucking week. And as always, God bless. Go birds. Be sure to tune in next week. Please subscribe. Wait, follow. wait, wait, wait. It's an outro, not an intro, bro. It's an outro. Tom's a bitch. At least I can find hats that fit. Alright, Peter, that's